Hey y'all, welcome to Nobody Said It Will Be Easy. I just want to start off by saying thank you for all your support. Um, I looked at the plays and the episodes are getting played regularly and you guys are tuning in. So I want to say thank you for that. Don't forget to share with your friends, your family, anything, anyone that you may feel. Uh... Well, enjoy it. Um, so today, I'm gonna put a link to a song called "Glory to the Lamb." Um, I love that song. It's an older song. It'll be a little bit before I put newer songs on, uh, only because in order for me to add a song or a service. Or a sermon, I listen to it a couple times, see how it speaks to me, and then kind of like see how it will speak to someone listening to the podcast. So, Glory to the Lamb is a pretty good song. I think you guys will enjoy it. So, I'm gonna put that to, I'm gonna put that link in the description box um, of this episode. Uh, this episode is called Shakeable Faith, y'all. Um, I see it a lot. I see it a lot more in church than I see it outside of church. And it is something that's brought to my attention. Um, another thing that I'm starting to do is pay attention to my surroundings, the content that I'm listening to, um, becoming more aware, uh, before I get on here and just put something up. Um, so to me, shakeable faith things happen to us daily um jesus didn't get through life without things happening to him so i don't understand how people feel like okay i'm a christian nothing's gonna happen to me uh we give god the glory all through the good and then something bad happens and then we want to question if he's real um i don't think that's how that's supposed to work I have some experiences with death. My dad passed away at cancer. He was a pastor. But on the same note, he lived 15 years with cancer and outlived the doctor who told him that he only had six months to live. Um, I watched mothers lose children husbands lose wives wives lose husbands uh it's it's a it's something that we go through nobody gets out of this life alive we gotta go um i think we have a selfishness about us because i know i did you know when my dad was diagnosed with cancer or um i lost a couple of my friends you know growing up in brooklyn you lose a couple people Uh, So it seems like senseless violence or situations. And when you leave this life, all you can do is pray that that person has some kind of connection with God or some kind of something. And it should be more of a celebration. I think around death is sadness and sorrow And I don't think it should be that way. I think it should actually be a party. Um, 
two, three day party if you can. But I don't think it should be a sad time. And I feel like it's unfair sometimes because we watch figures of the church, pastors and things go through pastors, bishops. We watch them go through things and their faith wavers. We all, every single one of us, we're going to question things that go on in our life. And I think that's God's plan. Because at the end of the day, sometimes he has to get you closer to him. See how how strong your faith is. So it becomes a test. Um, I believe that once you get back, yeah, you could waver. But snap out of it and get right back to where you were supposed to be. Uh, yeah, you got diagnosed with cancer. But guess what? If you believe God can heal and he is the ultimate doctor then okay now what you know you move on um I definitely feel like if you don't have faith in your life that whatever illness or disease that you have riddling your body will stay um because we all have to understand that Satan is nothing but a child that wants God's attention and who is jealous that we have God's attention he wants to be back in the graces and he can't be so any little thing that he can take to get you away that's what he will do and that's what he will use but everything is not the devil it's not some things you're just being tested or tried and I it's I watched um it's these pastors I don't know her name but she lost her cousin and they have this panel you know and she's crying and things like that and you will cry because it's a loss you'll never see this person again or you're facing a situation that you never thought you would face pastors and the headship of a church they're nothing but people nothing but people but the bounce back is what I watch I don't watch if they're crying or whatever because you're, you're human you're gonna cry but what I watch is the bounce back now for you to be a pastor and question God you're just a person you know that's your private time between you and and God but I don't think that's something that you should question over and over again God your will be done because sometimes you people get sick people are gonna die people are gonna get the worst things are gonna happen to people you know rape and stuff it's gonna happen you know somebody that feels like they should have kids you know something happens and you lose everything you lose your ovaries your uterus something but maybe that's not how you will get a child. You know, I know one a woman that she's a spiritual mother. And she serves so many more people. She would never be able to have as many children in the physical as she has in the spiritual. And then sometimes that's what it is. Like that you have to go through that. 
for me personally, me and my family, we were in a horrible car accident. Totaled the car. But me and my family walked away. You know, my family and I, we went to the hospital. We got checked. And we were out of there. Like, it was, you know, bumps and bruises, but it could have been a lot worse. The crazy thing is that a couple of days before our accident, another family was in the same sort of accident. Her car was not as totaled as ours. It wasn't as damaged. And the whole family died. So, I don't understand. Like, questioning God, what... Oh, he doesn't exist because something bad happened. How, that's like saying you don't exist because you made a mistake. Or you don't exist because you said a bad thing. To take the whole existence of God away because you're going through something or something happened to you. I don't think it's fair. And do I believe in God? Yes, I do. Do I believe in all the people that preach the gospel? No, I don't. So a lot of people, they waver in their faith based upon people. You know, it's not. And if something happens to you, that was one of the main things. I have a, a friend of mine, she was going through something and she goes, well, I don't know if God exists. Why would God allow this to happen? That's the, the major thing. God doesn't allow anything to happen to you that you cannot get through. And if it's done to you, it may be because you need to lean on him a little more and he's bringing you closer. And I think the devil doesn't have the power to make major decisions. I think it's ordained by God or allowed by God. You know, so if something happens to say it's the devil and all that, you're giving him too much power. He doesn't have that much power. But if you're going in the midst of the storm, he is your foundation. So if you're in the middle of this storm, why not get in your word a little more instead of going away from the word or away from his love and his grace and his mercy? Even if you're not a person that reads the Bible all the time, get in relationship with him. Just, you know, be quiet and listen to him and see what he what has to happen um i watch numerous situations people that have been on jobs for decades and they get fired and they don't know what to do but then all of a sudden something happens and they wind up something clicks and they wind up living a better life than they did ever going to that nine to five or whatever the case may be because we don't always move when God asks us to move sometimes we really do doubt him God what you mean I don't want to leave this job I got benefits you know I don't want to live my dream I don't want to you know I don't want to do what you put in my heart to do I don't want to acknowledge the talents that you put in me and sometimes God has to shake it up and be like, oh, okay, you don't want to move? I got you. And he makes you move. So it's hard. I'm not saying it's easy. I'm not saying that it's something that 
we all don't do like we all do it we all do it no matter who we are no matter what position we're in we all do it and it's okay it's okay but your bounce back needs to be strong is what i'm saying get back to that place where you love him where you spend time with him get back there because at the end of it it's worse if you just be drifting in the wind you know it's a lot of times when i i get a a topic to talk about i think about it for a while i, I load up on mondays or so I'm doing today on tuesday because i had some homework i had to do but um I take a week and I sit with some things and shakeable faith is one that it hit home because I've done it. I've done it and I've watched people do it. I know we're in a a time where we share everything and we want to know everything about everybody. But to be honest, I like back in the day when I didn't know my pastor's life like I don't want to like some things you just don't want to know um when everybody I didn't know everybody's everything like everybody wasn't posting everything and because a lot of churches are like Disney if anyone's ever been to Disney or Universal or Six Flags some depends on where you are Hirsch Park wherever the outside where the tourists see where the rides are and the concession stands that's beautiful all that is beautiful have you ever go into the back of those rides it's messy dirty sometimes it's wires everywhere um it's not as presentable as the front part and a lot of times that's what church is like people get up and they sing on Sunday and preach on Sunday Mm, but your week wasn't that great or you know you may have done a couple things on Saturday that mm, or your family is not together or things like that you know it's a lot of things that go into church and being a first family or being one of the figures of the church it's a lot that goes into that but I think we get caught up because they're not God they're not God they're only people like some of them ordain and some of them not to spread the gospel Um, but they're just people and we get caught up in, oh my God, you know, she sings in a choir, but uh-uh, she was fighting with her husband in the in the car. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. Because I'm still human. So you're going to be, you're human. And a lot of people that talk bad about churches and, or God, I'm going to say, a lot of people that talk bad about God is because they're church hurt. And I don't know if y'all ever heard that expression, but church hurt is something, something real. It'll stop a person from going to any church 
anywhere. Because sometimes church people can be brutal. It's not all love. Church has become a business. It has become the new mall or Walmart. You know how you just go to see who wearing what? A new club. And that's the mentality that a lot of people have brought into the church. But it's up to people with strong minds that don't don't care about what the outside world thinks. I think if you go to a church, if you run a church, you should run it with love. You should run it with understanding, concern. Um, if you have members that don't show up, I think it should be some kind of system where you contact them and care about them, not just care about their offering, not just care about their tithes, uh, you know, whatever. You should make people feel like, and that's another thing for shakeable faith because people will go and want to learn about God and then they go and the pastor condemns them or talks down to them or makes them feel unworthy. None of us are worthy. Not near one of us are worthy of the grace and the mercy that God continues to show us daily. We're not nobody. And anybody tells you that they are worthy, they're lying. So if you go into the church with the mindset that this is just a person, okay, this is just a place, because without people, God don't show up, two or more gathered, okay? So if that one pastor was in there by himself, mm-mm, mm-mm, no, that's not how that works. So they're not God. I just want everybody to understand that first. These are just people doing a service in the name of God. That's it. They're not God. They're not able to judge because they do not have the power to do so. So they have families just like you and I. They have problems just like you and I. They have to go to the bank, DMV. They have to do the same things that we do daily. So they go to grocery shopping. They have to do it. They put their pants legs, the pants on one leg at a time. It's not. I don't want people to consistently hold these people up to a standard that they're not going to ever reach. When you hold people up on a pedestal and then they wind up doing something, you get hurt. You know, it's just like any other relationship. Husband, wife, daughter, son, mom, dad, whatever. You, It's the same type of relationship. If you feel like this person would never, first of all, don't ever say that. Never say what a person will never do. You can't because if they're not in that situation, you never, you don't know what someone will do. You don't know. So for me, uh, what I wanted to express was things happen, you know, and things happen to all of us. None of us are immune (laughs) 
to problems, situations. None of us. We all go through things. We all will experience trials and tribulations, ups and downs, lefts and rights. And sometimes God's plan is not what you planned. What's an old saying? If you want to make God laugh, tell him your plans. But you have to sit back and see how God shows up for you. Because it may not be how he shows up for everybody else or someone else. Yeah, he may have blessed this person over here with one in the lotto. But he may have blessed this person over here with a job. So, I mean, it, it's, it all depends on how you evaluate your life and how you look at things. And if some, if you're really a follower of God or believe in God and things like that, things work differently for you than they will for everybody else. You know, it may be a little harder. You know, that doesn't mean that God's not with you, you know. Somebody else may get it real easy or you feel like, you know, their life is easy. My life is hard. But if something really goes down, all those tools and lessons that you built up over this period of time. And you'll be able to apply those lessons Whereas a person that had the easy life, they don't have no lessons because it's easy for them. Case in point, I love it when rich families or people of wealth, something happens and they lose everything in like the stock market or whatever the case may be. We had a series here in Florida where millionaires was like taking out their whole families. And... It was just they didn't know how to survive. When you get to a point in your life where money is the root and because you lose your money, you feel like you have to take your life or the life of your family, your children. That's sad because now you're putting your faith in money. Money is nothing. Money doesn't make anything. It doesn't make you. It'll assist you. It's an accessory. It's not a necessity in the sense of your faith. Should you put all your faith in money? No. Do we have to work? Yes. Do we have to pay bills? Yes. I know I have it. I have them too. But if you don't have the amount of money that you want in your pocket, but you could turn your key in your door too, your bills are your bills are paid or whatever the case may be, but you could put your key in the door, hug your family, you're healthy, your family's okay, your husband, your wife, they're okay, your kids okay, it's nothing going on right now, you guys are good, you're getting through it, you're blessed. Because it always seemed funny to me, I grew up in a a variety of neighborhoods, but people always seem happier in the hood, like it never like community they always seem happier in the hood and the richer you get the bigger the house the bigger the community nobody talks to each other nobody talks to each other you're barely speaking 
No block parties, no barbecues, no none of that. Meanwhile, in the hood, you get kids playing outside, you know, open up the fire hydrant. That's old for y'all. Some of y'all don't know about that. Um, But block parties and cookouts and, you know, Mama Jones is looking out for you when you come home from school. And, yeah, you got your... You got your hood, your hood looms where you stick up kids and stuff like that. But you also have those same thugs that stand out on the corner helping your mom up the stairs with her groceries. I've seen it. The drug dealers on the corner making sure your mom get home from the train. You know, it's not. It's not what people make it out to be. And it's crazy how these people are in this situation with a lot less money than a lot of people. Meanwhile, they walk around, they're smiling on their face, they hang out, they talk, they enjoy life a little bit more than the, the richest people. Some people, when they have the most money, all they do is take a trip. That don't mean that they're enjoying life. And that's where people get caught up and their faith is wavering. Like, oh, this person is going on this trip and, oh, they got this and their life is grand. You don't know how many days out the week their life don't belong to them. These things, uh, what's these girls, these daggone Kardashians and all this other crap, they make life look great. If you really watch the undertone of that show, them girls don't know which way is up. They got people in their face consistently. They can't make decisions for themselves. Their schedules are constantly being tugged you gotta they have to be here they gotta be here this appearance here it's busy stuff it's a lot of busyness do you ever get to sit down and see your family do you ever get to be with your family they made it into a show being just to have time for their family because if they wasn't making money they wouldn't be able to see their family as much. So now they get paid to just be around each other because they're not normally around each other. They made a show out of it. So, I mean, I don't understand how people always think... See, that the best thing is to go online because that's where the, the funny stuff is. For me, it's hysterical, especially with people that you really know. Watch their life on Instagram or Facebook or Snapchat. You can't base your life on what someone else is doing. You can't. And you can't allow what someone else is being blessed with to waver your faith. Because that's not all blessings. It's not all blessings. Some people are spending their rent money. I ain't ain't talking to nobody on here though. You know what I'm saying? But yeah, I know y'all got some friends. Spending their rent money to be in a club so they could take a picture of a bottle that's from somebody else's table to make it look like they're having a good time. I was a bartender, and you'll be amazed how many people will come and ask for empty bottles. Empty bottles. So they could take a picture or they'll put the bottles on the table or whatever and take a picture of it. Does it make sense? But that's 
That's the internet world that we live in. And these rappers and actresses and actors and actors, they put work in. It's not easy. It's not easy being away from your family for a, a couple months or a year while you're shooting a movie. So you get to see the benefits of them shooting that movie. You don't get to see them waking up at four o'clock. Kevin Hart, though, he's like one of those that'll show you because that man right there, four o'clock in the morning, he's up. He's in the gym or whatever. His day might go until midnight catching cat naps here and there. It's not all fun. It's not. It's a lot of work and it becomes, it's only fun if you love what you do. And he's in a position where he loves what he does. But can each and every one of us do that? No. So you want a life of someone else and you can't even maintain a nine to five. You call out. You don't get there on time. So how are you going to maintain a 16 hour day, a 17 hour day? And you can't even do the basics. So that's where you become accountable. Like, okay, God, bless me. Bless me with winning the Super Bowl. I mean, the Powerball. But yeah, you want to win the Powerball, but you can't maintain this check that you get every other week. You can't, or every week or whatever. Your payroll check, you can't. Every other week, you asking somebody else for money. Or you can't. He's not going to put more on you than you can handle. And if you show him that you can't handle your check, why would he bless you with more? That doesn't make sense. Because whatever he blesses you with, you have to be able to maintain it. And if you're not able to do that, then that's a burden. So if he you know, allows you to get a brand new car, but you can't make the car payments. Why, why, why would he do that? That's why you got to be careful of what's from, what voice you listening to. Cause a lot of us are listening to that voice inside of us. Uh, I want that. I'm gonna get that instead of listening to that little voice in your head. Like, nah, you, you should wait on that. How many decisions I've made based upon my ego, oh, you know, they need to see me stunting this. I'm going to get this because, and it be broke because I can't pay that bill or lose it because I can't pay the bill. I've seen people buy houses that they can't afford only because they want, they want to stunt. But then they lose the house in a foreclosure or wind up having to file bankruptcy. Like, it doesn't make sense. And it's like to a point where we I've made mistakes, me personally, made mistakes. And but you gotta get to another level in life where you're like, all right, come on now. I'ma put my faith where it needs to be and go on and move forward and be more in tune with that voice. And if everybody on here don't believe in God, that's great for you. You you you'll get you know, you go on your own path, your own journey, that's fine. But for the most part, the faith in God shouldn't be wavered. Your faith should never waver. And if it does waver, because we're human, bounce back quick. 
yeah, shed those tears for that loved one that passed away because you're never going to see them again. For that child that got molested or raped, for that son that passed away, for that auntie or uncle that has cancer. Everybody is not going to not have cancer. That's not how that's going to work. Some people are going to have cancer and they're going to go. They're going to pass away. Some people are going to get cancer and they're going to beat it. But it's up to them. And it's up to everyone around them. If you create a space around that person or individual of positivity and love, love conquers all. It may not be... You may not get what you pray for when it comes to sickness and illness and things like that. But if they get in touch with God or whatever they believe in, they get in touch with that higher power. They'll be fine. Because through a battle of cancer, they might be helping someone else. Oh, look how they're handling it. Yeah, they were diagnosed with cancer, but look at how they're going on with their life look at how they're demonstrating love and peace and kindness still in the midst of this storm this mother yeah she lost her son or his dad lost his daughter but look at how they still are able to speak love into the world because as soon as something happens to you or us negative negative is the first thing Oh, God don't love me. Oh, God didn't mean... No. Mm -mm. The day we got into our car, my car accident, I was talking about God heavy that day. And it just so happened that we were all asleep in the car when we got into the accident. My husband's driving. We were all asleep. And we were woken up by the car accident, by the crash But as you go over it again and again and again and again, that car accident would have been a lot worse if I was driving because the way he drives, my husband is like a getaway driver. I love him to death. The way that he drives, his response time is quicker. He was able to see it right away. He knows what parts of the car can get hit. I don't know that kind of stuff. I don't know. And because we were asleep, we were at a relaxed state. We didn't get a chance to tense up because that's what a lot of times when you get into a car accident, what hurts you the most is that you tense up. That's why a lot of drunk drivers live and the people that they hit don't because when you're drunk, you're in, your body's in a relaxed state. So going over and over, I know Angel surrounded that car that day. And the first people I called where the pastors and the evangelists of my church should just start praying. Because I didn't know if anything was broken. I didn't know what was going to happen. But when I got out of that car, I was just like, thank God, thank God, thank God, thank God. Because I seen that my whole family was okay. Bumps and bruises, we could get we could get through those. But I don't know. Like, losing, losing someone, I wasn't prepared for that. You know? And because of the way that everything happened, it was God's plan. It, we were, we had no reason to all be in the same, the same car at the same time. 
Like we are never really in the same car at the same time. But that day we were. That day we were. It just so happened that we were in the same car at the same time. And it's it's all for a reason. And people always want to see the negative in the reason. And you should start looking at the positive. Find it. Find the positive. Find the reason. If something happens to you, find Put your focus on that instead of just jumping to negative and your faith being tested and all that stuff. Just find the positive, find the silver lining in the situation. And I bet you it'll be a 10, it'll be 10 times better of an outcome. Be able to tell your story. Always remember because you have a testimony at the end. Yeah, this I filed bankruptcy. I did this and then, 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 then. But guess what? Now I'm here. I'm owning a house. Oh, my daughter passed away. But da 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 da. And now I speak to hundreds of little girls, telling them how to better themselves. You know, yeah, we had cancer, but da 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 da. And now, you know, I've beat cancer and I'm moving on. I'm running marathons. I'm doing whatever. Oh yeah, I lost someone to cancer, but I also seen how you know. They, they fought and they struggled and everything was okay and they were good. I know this one guy, his mom had cancer. He didn't even do chemo. They just decided to travel. And that was the best seven or eight months of her life. Like, and she's like, in her, she was in her 60s or 70s. But they went every single place that she wanted to go, ate every single thing that she wanted to eat. And she lived her life out in that period of time. And when she passed away, she was at more peace than she ever would have been on chemo. So it's all about your perception of things. You can either lay down and take it or you can stand up and fight. So it's always up to you. Well, y'all, I've been talking. I haven't had y'all here for a while. And now my um, Facebook is up and running. Nobody said space. It will space be easy. Uh, I load up the new episodes on there. Twitter, same thing. Nobody said it will be easy. A Twitter, um, LM, the email. Please, please, please email, email, email. Uh, prayer requests. Nobody said it will be easy at gmail.com. I'm here. Um, you can talk to me. You can email me. I'll answer questions, all that stuff. And the next episode, I'm going to put up a sermon again by Michael Todd. I know my last one was on him too, but what I'm going to have to probably do is do more episodes per week because it's too many sermons to just pick one of the week because it's a couple right now that's speaking to me, but he has one called Marked. And if you guys can listen to that, that'd be great. Um, I'm going to talk about that on my, on the next episode. But, yeah, it really hits home, a lot of things. So, don't have shakable faith, y'all. Get strong in what you believe in. Be here for the long haul. I love y'all. Bye.